0: Welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others are Catherine Marino
1: and Gail Zelitsky. Hello, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And we are going to alter our regular format this morning and discuss the inspiring provocative stories that the women we have interviewed have discussed with us everyone shares stories that help us reimagine aging their Inspiring and they're provocative, and we thought we'd talk about that a little bit today.
0: You know, and as more people hear about our podcast, Gail, uh, they're asking, "Well, what are the themes? What's what's emerging? What are the lessons being learned?" And I actually say, "Well, go to our website, and the takeaways under each episode are the lessons learned." And so, what we want to focus on today are just a few themes that have emerged that uh, resonate with each of us, and talk a bit about some of the guests who illustrate those themes.
1: Yes, and the, the guests that we interview, Catherine, they really stick with us. They have interest beyond just who they are. They're, they're really fabulous, and so what themes are you thinking about?
0: Two that have um, stuck with me are around a choice, and about, and I was thinking about it in terms of commitment. Although it's really about women who have been pioneers, who are long-term social activists, and the kind of commitment that it takes to to continue on with that that kind of work. Yeah. How about you? What stood out for you?
1: So I, I've been thinking about the women whose stories remind me of resilience and reinvention. Okay. And. It, it, it all of them as they're moving into subsequent decades are are changing the way that they do things mm-hmm. and it takes grit it takes resilience and i think that that we've got some great examples in that area i mean there are so many themes that have emerged that we we can't talk about them all today but we will focus on, on a few of them. Yeah, we will. And we've, you know, as we've been trying to
0: uh, look at our guests so far and, and come out with uh, what are the themes, we find that our, our each person is a, is a very complex individual. So she's five themes. And so what we're doing today is kind of a, taking a slice of what is just, as you said, really resonating with, with each of us.
1: Right. So who do you have for choice?
0: Well, I, want to, I kind of want to start with this quote from Mary Piper, who wrote Women Rowing North. Yes. And she said, we do not always have control over our lives or in our lives, but we do have choices. That is our power. That really um, resonates with me. And then it, it makes me think about a number of our guests. Joyce Sutphin, who's uh, episode number 26. She's 70 years old. She is our our poet, a Minnesota Poet Laureate. What she has not had control over is is dealing with Parkinson's for over a decade and how that has uh, affected her choices, her choice about uh, when she went to retire and how to uh, kind of structure her life so that she has room and space to Focus on her writing, especially her poetry.
1: And we didn't we read one didn't she read one of her poems she, on, yeah. on the episode? She read two of her poems.
0: She read one about crossroads. Yes. And then she finished the episode with one about how I'm doing.
1: That last one brought tears to my mm-hmm. eyes. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's an incredibly
0: expressive and reflective person. I also think about um, Pam Tate, who's um, episode 21, she's 73. You know, Pam has president and CEO of a nonprofit organization for 32 years and uh, came down with ovarian cancer and had two recurrences of ovarian cancer. And so that clearly was not something she chose or had any control over. How she chose to, integ- to, to do both Eastern and Western medicine, and to uh, continue to hold her position as full-time uh, CEO, and and now she's an advocate for climate change. She's moved out of her seventy-five hour a week uh, role and is um, kind of fits into the reinvention category too. It does, yes, very much reinventing life. Now, let me just mention a couple more then. So. In terms of what we don't have control over and then the choices we make, Miriam Ben-Yosef, she's episode 23, she's 70. She was forced to flee Romania with her mother um, as a young girl. Oh,
1: I remember that. That was mm-hmm. heartbreaking. It was.
0: Her father was was killed, and they first had to live for an, a number of years, uh, sharing their home with eight other families, moved to uh, to Israel, and... Uh, she met and married a man there. They came here to Chicago. And shortly after that, um, his ex-wife was killed in a car accident. And the, the two young sons moved here. And Miriam became an instant mother at age of 24. So again, not anything under her control. But the way she has chosen to live her life as a very giving person, she... Um, Seeks to find meaning through her writing. She's very much about connecting with family and friends. And, and people who will listen to her episode, she has many life lessons uh, to share. Someone who's choosing to make the best of whatever comes her way.
1: And she's doing a good job of it. She's doing a wonderful <laughs> she, job. She's doing an of inspiring <laughs> job of it.
0: She certainly is. Um, <laughs> Racille Hamrill is 81 and she's episode number 20 she lives in vermont and her husband walked out on her a number of years ago now probably 30 years ago but she she talks about how that profoundly terrible experience um prompted her to find how was she going to heal from that so she was, began to tell her story to anybody who would listen. And then she realized, well, there's some healing power in telling my story. But I can't just be blabbing on. I need to have some purpose behind it, some intent. And then she learned to help other people tell their stories. Now she's a master storyteller yes. and does workshops and uh, cafes. And she is helping people use story as a powerful vehicle for healing.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? We have an interview coming up with a woman, I know you remember, uh, Yanya Abe. Yes, yes. Who also is just an amazing person who has chosen to live life rather than, than uh, be, be, the, uh, be who she is, be defined by the experiences that she's had.
0: Her experiences are clearly ones of tragic
1: loss. Loss of homeland, loss of spouse, loss of child. But we don't want to give away too much. Okay,
0: that's it for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yanya Abe, yes, you're going to want to. Abi, yes, you're going to want to listen right. to her.
0: And then Carla Klinger, who's so number four. Oh, yes. Carla, I, I was so struck by this. She, she says, I used to be growing older, and now I'm old. Well, you can't control that, that, that getting old. Uh, what she does say, though, is that she's learned in her advancing years to live more by choice than obligation, and she's really relishing that experience. And she's um, reclaiming her love of creating pottery, and she's teaching other people how to do that, and she's writing more and more poetry and getting some things published now, and she's she's really, really, really enjoying her her time
1: yes <laughs> yes, they're all such amazing women and and the fact that they're so willing to share their stories with us is it, it, it's it's what's making our podcast become so very popular and we're we're just we're just thrilled that we have this caliber of women who are willing to speak with us
0: we do, and the, another exciting aspect of that is that as we've As we uh, talk with more women, now they're referring us to other women. We go to certain networking events and tell people what we're doing, and they're, oh, you must talk to so-and-so.
1: Yes, yes. We're
0: excited about, about the future. And
1: we can always use more referrals. Absolutely. So if you know someone who is a woman over 70 and you think she would have an inspiring, provocative story to tell us, please... Uh, go to info at womenover70.com and and refer her to us. You know, Gail, I think
0: the, um, as we had noted before, that these categories, uh, nobody, no, no one category fits. We shouldn't, li- we don't want to limit each person to one category, but this notion of reinvention, there are certain of our guests who just spring to life when we think about. Reinventing their lives about the kind of resilience that's, that 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 uh, entails. Mm-hmm. So, who came to mind for you?
1: Well, there's quite a few people who came to mind, and I'm going to share some of them with you. Uh, I think that that in order to reinvent yourself, Catherine, you need resilience. Mm-hmm. That it's not easy, <laughs> and and you you have to. Mm-hmm. Be able to shift your perspective you have to think differently you have to be resilient and able to pick yourself up from from things happening to you that you wouldn't have expected to happen
0: that's right and have
1: a, the attitude about the about a future future oriented attitude exactly yes yeah. so who comes to mind well certainly for reinvention Judy Schindler comes to mm-hmm. mind she was episode uh, 10. She's 78 years old. She had a booming PR agency from, for her whole career. And then she decided that she was funny. <laughs> and, by, and people wanted to hear from her. And so she started out by doing a, a one-woman show didn't she go back to taking acting classes first? She did take a few acting classes while she was was creating this one-woman oh, show at the same time. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the the show has to do with uh, her husband and and it's a manual about how to manage your husband. How to raise your husband. <laughs> how to raise your husband, right, right. And then she did take acting classes, mm-hmm. and she has been acting in plays, mm-hmm. local repertory theater. Right. So she always says, I don't know who would want me. I'm uh, 78 years old, and she's getting roles. Mm-hmm. So she's exciting. I, actually, I tell her story, too. Uh, a number of people
0: say, well, what are your podcasts about? And she always comes to mind.
1: She does. And, and um, as she says, as we get older, we have to make room for failure, for risks, and make room for, for rewards Sorry. as well. And, and yeah, so she's, she's really enjoying the work that she's doing now.
0: It's how we get to the rewards.
1: That's right. <laughs> Uh, A woman who comes to mind, one of our guests, uh, as far as resilience is concerned, is Sharon Sultan Cutler. She was episode number six. She's 72 years old. And she had a journalism career. And then she got interested in the history of the Bandstand uh, (laughs) music show. And, And she wrote a book called Bandstand Diaries. And she says, all these years I've been filling up a eulogy for myself that has a lot of great stuff. And that really is true about her. She moves from one thing to another. She's uh, now interested in uh, new ways to live after 65, and she has a book coming out in that area. That's right. Yeah. And she just continues to to take life as it comes. She's had some hard times with her husband who's been ill. They moved away from Chicago, and it's where the living was a little easier. And I give her a lot of credit. I really do. You know, I
0: read the Van Stanton Diaries, which you gave to me. Thank you.
1: And <laughs> You're And
0: I, uh, I was struck by how much research was involved in yes. doing that. Yes. And that she got access to um, some of the one of the early bandstand dancers, and that was had not had refused to talk to anybody for years and decided for some reason she was going to talk to Sharon. And so they had this partnership. Yes, it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another woman who comes to mind was our mm-hmm. guest, who was episode number thirteen. She's 74 years old, Stephanie Kutzen. And Stephanie Kutzen has been a a social worker all of her career, and now as she's getting older, she has to find a way to keep serving other people while she cannot no longer do the work that she used to do, uh, mainly due to the fact that she has macular degeneration, which we know afflicts a lot of women as they get older. And so Stephanie is just amazing in, in uh, the way that she approaches thinking about how she can continue to serve people, continue to work, and manage this, this problem with her eyes. And she's doing some online courses now, and uh she's she's um she says that you have to live by choice she could fit into the choice category couldn't she yes
0: i was just thinking again about um, joyce and pam and some of our other guests who've made reference to having some health challenges right and what they do to not not to um overcome them necessarily but to Kind of work through them and work around them.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you and I have both had health cha- challenges too. Well, that's true. We have <laughs> right. And so, if you're resilient and you're living by choice, then that you don't let that define you. Right. And you just keep working it through. So Stephanie is is really uh, smart about looking to the future and making decisions now as to how she'll be able to manage. And then th- the final woman that I'd like to talk about today, our final guest is 91 years old. She's episode 16, and that's Carol Bruslin. Remember Carol Bruslin? Of course I
0: do. We went to visit her, in
1: her where she lives at the Mather. That's right. Home. That's right. She was kind enough to have us come visit her there. And she also got us in touch with her her pool table group right. right, and so we did post some pictures of the pool group in on facebook and Carol was she says that the secret of aging well is to have your mind on someone other than yourself, mm-hmm. and she's just a little bundle of dynamite who who keeps on. Moving, she continues to learn and to write long after she retired, and and she makes connections in her community that feed her need for uh, learning. She walks every day down by the lake. She's fortunate enough to live there, and she simply keeps moving and and to look at her and to talk with her you never know that she was 91 years old
0: she also took over the foundation that her husband had was running and then when he died she took over this foundation which supports uh communities and children in the arts as i recall
1: that's right that's right and and she's still (laughs) managing it today
0: by herself she kept saying i'm doing this all by myself."
1: And 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 um, I guess I said Carol was the final, but there was one more that I yeah. wanted to talk about, right. and that was um, Karen Rechshaffen. Very
0: good.
1: <laughs> Catherine has to keep telling me how to pronounce her name. Karen Rechshaffen. She was a social worker who decided that she wanted to retire, and she's now doing the most interesting thing, and that is she is working she is she's an artist and she is she finds what's called found objects and she uses those to create art uh, sculptures primarily and also uh, pictures in which like collages in which she uses this found art and one thing that I found particularly fascinating about her, uh, you know, she's 78 years old. Mm-hmm. She's episode 17. And she, I looked on her website, and the, the, uh, she has something called the Motherhood Project, right. in which she sent emails to a group of women and asked them to comment on what motherhood meant to them. She got all kinds of, of uh, responses, and those responses are very much a part of each of the pieces that she created for the Motherhood Project. She says her art is a projection of things she believes in, and she believes in many things, climate reproductive rights aging of women you can visit her website and uh, see some of this art I, th- I think it's really worth doing it's, it's incredible work
0: so she also is um, reinventing in a way that her her husband who's older than she is 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 now requires a good bit of care caregiving right Which she is she is very happily doing but it's, it's also causing her then to, to, to do some adap- adapting around her artwork, where they live. Um, so she, she just says, well, um, you know, it's an adventure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the attitudes of the women we have interviewed are, um, are really indicative of how they're able to do all of the work that they're doing as they age. They're truly inspiring. So I want to pick up on that theme of her art being
0: uh, oriented towards social issues, social justice. Yeah. As the other uh, sort of large theme that I was uh, drawn to is the one that I call commitment, but it's really about women who are pioneers in their areas, who've been change agents for a long time. So you have um, women like, Susan Moniker Oppenheimer, who's 80, and she's episode 12. Susan's been at the forefront of social movements since the mid-1960s, and she has never missed a beat around civil rights, women's rights. Um, She's done a lot of work recently in terms of um, sex trafficking, and she's shifting now from being kind of the frontline organizer person to, using her the incredible networks that she has established over time real relationships with people. So she she's very skilled at connecting people to people and people to resources and mm-hmm. and, and that's what she's doing now but always with this uh, agenda to uh, help bring about improvement in our society and she reminds me of um, somebody who said that social activists see reality clearly and set about to improve it. Mm-hmm. Seems to me to be a yes, yeah. concise way of talking about um, long-term commitments to to social change. And Patty Novick is another person, another recent guest, number twenty-five. She's seventy-two years old. Patty was a teen. As a teen, worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and here in Chicago. And she tells the story about how. One day she was out in the backyard just kicking at the dirt because she was so frustrated with all the ills in the world. And and Martin came out and said, you will make this bloom again. And I think that's really been her her motto in terms of, um, for decades, she's been sowing seeds of change for women and minorities and melding together uh, her work in social change, psychology, theology, She's remarkable in what she is able to accomplish.
1: Thinking about that as an analogy, uh, making things bloom again, Uh, all the women that we have interviewed, have had conversations with, have all chosen that path to to continue to bloom, not to shrivel, not to become indivisible. In invisible or indivisible, <laughs> yeah right or indivisible and and that's that's a that 's a great analogy for women as they age, who are continue to be in the forefront of something, who continue to Go after what it is that they believe they in. They do, and when
0: when we ask them what keeps you going it's like, it's like well what kind of a question is that? Of course I'm going to keep going. Yes. Why would I stop? There's too much to be done. They
1: don't think about their age at all. No, it's just a number. So
0: um, I was also thinking about slightly different vein but Ronnie Buckley, yes. uh, episode 9 and she's 71, you know, she's an educator, a teacher, an advisor. but She really defines herself as a volunteer. She says, I've been a volunteer all my life, and it's, it's just something she has to do. And her uh, a passion for many years has been working with people who are homeless, which is certainly an important aspect of social change and for social sure. justice. And then um, one other person that I'd like to highlight today is uh, Carolyn Torkelson, who's uh, 70, and she's number episode seven. So she, I don't know that she would even think of herself as a social activist, but I do because she's been a pioneer in alternative health, women's health, integrative medicine for 40 years. And she is... A pioneer for sure. Pioneer for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, so since her episode was released, uh, Carolyn has now retired from her full-time position as Director of Women's Health at the University of Minnesota and was wondering, well, what next? What next? Well, last this was only two weeks into retirement. Last week, she was flying off to Washington, D.C. to be on the board of, of uh, something to do with um, bold women in health care. Mm-hmm. So, again, she's going to just continue. <laughs> <laughs> right, <she's... laughs> She'll continue. I don't worry about her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we hope that you, our intention is to do this every once in a while mm-hmm. and to bring you stories of past episodes so that you can easily go back and listen to them and find them of value. And uh, we want to hear from you. We We really want to hear from you. We want you to tell us what topics it is that you'd like to to have us discuss on the show. We know there are many themes and many uh, attitudes and and ideas that you have, so please share it with us. Again, it's info at womenover dot com. We really hope that you'll take the time to do that, and um, and I would just
0: say keep in mind that we are we have a an episode released every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every week. And we uh, just to remind uh, all of us, I guess that our, let's say, well, who, who are you interviewing? Well, it's women who have been leading exciting, interesting lives who are accomplished professionals in a wide range of fields who are, who have, have, or are now facing that question of, well, how do I continue? to To lead, lead with purpose, to contribute, to um, do things that I've put on hold because I've been working full time for such you know for such a long time. Um, so these are the the kinds of women that were.
1: A lot of invested. these women refer to that as passion projects. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> and and this is certainly a passion project for me. Yes. Yeah. A- and so. Yes, it's it's um, you know when you lose a spouse, life changes dramatically. It's we hope that that you're able to continue enjoying life the way you did and contributing to society the way that you did. When you lose a child, as some of our guests have, when you're when you retire from a long long career, life. Life needs you to be uh, committed to continuing to serve, resilient to continue to change, and we're just delighted that we're able to bring you these stories. So I was—I was just that was made made me think about
0: identity. You and I have talked about shifting identities mm-hmm. as we age, and I'm always one to go to to find quotes from books. So. Um, It says, we lose some of the long-term aspects of our identity, but we add new aspects and expand on many
1: others. So true. So true. And on that note, we thank you for listening. We thank DePaul School of Continuing and Professional Studies for the use of their studio. And we look forward to uh, meeting you, talking with you, and having you listen every Wednesday to women over 70 aging reimagined and thank you for listening thank you thank you for listening to women over
0: 70 aging reimagined if you like what you've heard today please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen in what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible how are you celebrating aging join with us make your voice heard Find us at womenover70.com.